Welcome back to the basement, everyone. You are now tuned in to Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Uh, grab a seat. Get comfortable. Hope you're ready for a great podcast this week. First first up, we got uh, a little discussion of 311 Day. Now, you may be reaching for the stop button, but I implore you, do not. Uh, first of all, I postulate that there's a little 311 in everyone's soul. If you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but what we're talking about is the band 311, uh, one of the first rap rock hybrids to really hit it big. Uh, this is back in the early to mid-90s. Um, they got so big, in fact, that they have a mini like extended show festival every day on go figure march 11th this year it was in las vegas and uh so we just you know, we never talked about it on the podcast i don't think we even made jokes about them uh, i figured it was time and we uh you know we all have a little bit of a history with them so you get to hear a little bit about that uh another laugh or vomit your choice um at, at the end of the podcast we're going to be playing a track from one skylar Goodass. If you haven't heard of her, uh, she is a singer, songwriter, musician out of Durham, North Carolina, I believe, down there around the Triangle. Uh, I first came to her and her performances. Uh, she was singing with the Big Star crew, who was touring around uh, Big Star's third. Uh, her new album is called Oleander, and we have a track from that, and it is exceptional, as is that album. Uh, we weren't sure if we were going to get a full review of the album, but we wanted to get this in front of you. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about Damien Dorado's uh, latest magnum opus, Visions of Us on the Land. There's a lot that has been said about this in the press as a completion of a trilogy. Uh, you know, we have a little bit of a history with Damien uh, going back to uh, Maricopa was actually on the second podcast we ever did, our review of that. We used to do four podcasts, uh, four albums per podcast, if you believe that. Um, but... Maricopa was one of the first ones we did. Uh, blew our minds, as did Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun. Uh, when he was through town on that tour, we got to sit down with him. There's going to be a link in the show notes for that. I, I implore you to check it out because it's a very frank uh, interview with a, uh, a very, I'll say, a righteous dude. I mean, the guy is uh, a musical genius bar none. I mean, that's, that's without question. Uh, but a seriously, like, deep thinker. And uh, and got a lot to work out, as you can hear us talk about a little uh, in this. And and he's working it now, and he's working it out in this music, um, you know, which is fantastic. So, so we got we got that uh, discussion coming up, and uh, that is I think about your podcast. So, uh, without further ado, I'm gonna get the hell out of your way here. So here you go. This is episode number 166 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. We're reviewing the new album from Damien Gerardo, Visions of Us on the Land. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a logical fallacy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
No. <laughs> they have feelings, too. They have feelings, too. The, the microphones have feelings. Mike uh, feels. Mike feels. Uh, you guys ready? Yeah. Especially That's when right. it has his sock on. <laughs> Good callback. Uh, Carrie, welcome back. Thank you. It's been uh, the whole year so far. I know. You have not. We, we keep scheduling them so you can't come on purpose. No. I know you're doing it on purpose, and I and my feelings are not hurt, and I'm still here. No, we... Uh, I'm perseverant. Yeah, you just got a lot of shit to do. I do. Like the rest of us. I like, was going to say, I don't know anybody that doesn't have any shit to do. Right, right. So. We all have shit to do. But, but, uh, but I, my shit's on Thursday. Somehow. I, I, I assumed it was all the Republican debates that were just. <laughs> right. You know, sorry to make you miss one tonight, but. Yeah, is there one all, tonight? I find that. I think, that, well, is, <laughs> I think there's one every here. night. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, Ben Carson's out, so he will have no more raps to, uh, uh, to produce. And he's endorsing right. Trump, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, that came out. Uh, and also, thank you for a your hot date. Yeah. <laughs> Hook, hooking up tonight. Hooking up. No strings attached. No strings attached. Uh, I got an you can email. Find, you can find dates like that on the uh, Chunky Glasses Tinder app. <laughs> the Chunky, chunky Asses. Chunky Asses app. <laughs> yep. See, Destiny is getting closer and closer. I like to do a lot of callbacks tonight. This will be uh, Callback Thursday. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I tracked down episode one today. Oh, and I didn't listen to it, but I, at first I thought it was gone and I was like, no! And then I said, no, but it's so funny, you track it okay. down, but you're like, I'm still not going to listen to it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I will at some point for, for a very specific reason. Uh, today, though, this we is aren't... for posterity, so... Well, we're going to do a dramatic open. reading of it, like, next month. <laughs> uh, no, we... Uh, today, though, we are going to be talking about an album by one Damien Gerardo. Uh, he has been a guest on this podcast, him and me and Andre talking. We have talked about his uh, albums. In fact, the reason I was looking for the first podcast is because I thought it was one of the first albums... Uh, we reviewed. I was wrong. It was on the second podcast, uh, Maricopa. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, I was wrong, with an arrow that points to your face. <laughs> make you wear it from time to time. Okay, that's fine. I'm on drugs now. It's, it's, all, it's all good. Um, before that, though, uh, we're going to get to a little news, which isn't really news because it happens every year. Uh, today is 311 Day, people. It sure uh, is. So if you don't know who that is or what that is, yes, it is March 11th, 3-11. Uh, that day was created uh, when the universe was created to honor... One of the greatest <laughs> bands that has ever existed, uh, 311. I'm talking about uh, Nick Hexum and his crew. They, back in the early 90s, I think it was, were they, 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 one of the, uh, they were the, one of the godfathers of, of the rap rock movement. Is that correct? I, th I think they perfected it. They, I think, did they perfect I think it? it was. I think. I think they took what others had done and they just elevated it to its own. And and it and it sort of ended there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what followed them was pure shit. So yeah. So they kind of defined Which, it. And, I mean, they are you know. an echelon unto themselves. Yeah. No, they there, really there's, are. There's not a four twelve. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think a lot of people celebrate 311 on 420, we should probably. <laughs> yes, should yes, probably. No, they, they do because, because math this band, is hard. This band out. This band, look, this band started out. Uh, music and grassroots were two early yeah. albums, and at the time, it was it was it was kind. Rage Against the Machine. Mm -hmm. You know, kind with like a yeah, pot yeah, leaf. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, you're, you're using kind uh, <laughs> in, in the proper way. It was kind that, but, uh, you know, it was, at the time, it was different. There was nothing really like it. And then they had that blue album with the Alien on the cover, and they sort right. of blew up. Uh, you know, I, you, we were discussing this today over G-Chat. I have a, you know, when I heard them, I was hanging out with possibly dealers. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Roanoke, Virginia is lousy with them. Uh, and, and it was really big. 
in Roanoke, Virginia, to be sure. <laughs> um, but what's fascinating about there's this... There's not a lot of Social Security benefits that go with that, though. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's not. Um, but uh, what's fascinating about this is that not only did the band survive, they thrived. <laughs> and, and now, uh, in 2016, they're filling an arena of people on today, 311 Day, where they play their entire fucking catalog. Are they really? They do it every year. Wow. It's amazing. In, they, they, they go, I don't That's, know why New they Orleans... Only, they only do it in states that it, where everything's legal. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know Probably. why New Orleans, because I think they're from Oklahoma, maybe? Yeah, was, I, I think the, that's right. Yeah. That, was, that was the great corn uprising. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it's it's this weird phenomenon that... Uh, they, I, they've they even been off classic rock radio for a while, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know that... I, I mean, I'm, I'd love the fact that people still care enough. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that people care enough or if it is this is a ridiculous amount of partying that I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. able to do and put on, put on Facebook. Hey, I'm going to 311. I'm going to stay in an arena all day right. long and, and watch this. Uh, I wonder if people come back uh, year after year. That would be the test. I think they. Well, they, they have to. They, they must, like I yeah. think this is yeah. like sort of like, the insane, like generating this that is, many new fans. Like insane year. clown posse. Right. This is this is this is like a juggalo light kind of thing. <laughs> why, why does it have to be light? Because. All right. Give <laughs> have me, you seen the give me a second. Look, on that. man, they're hard. They, they, they wrote a song called "Guns Are for Pussies." So I mean, in yeah, that right. respect, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in yeah. in their camp. Yeah. Relevant back in 1991. <laughs> More relevant in 2016. Not many bands can say that. They're, you know, I, I say a lot that the 90s were closer to, like, the 60s than they were to, like, the 2000s. Um, and I don't know if that'll be you true. You say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of my, it's one of my go-to, it's on my business card, actually. <laughs> so, um, no, I feel like I've had a lot of, like, whiskey-soaked conversations recently where this point has come up about, like, the 90s because of technology for all these different reasons, like... In a lot of ways, we were closer to the 70s and 60s than we were to the decade that immediately followed the 90s. And maybe that'll yeah, be the yeah, case yeah. for every decade going forward because technology will just advance by leaps and bounds. But but there was this like I can think back to, you know, uh, a lot of tie dye in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, Jam you know, band, the jam bands rose up in the yes, nineties. yes, they yeah. did. I had I had long hair. I had uh, I had long hair, and my hair is pretty thick. And it's possible that for a couple of years I had dreadlocks. Um, is that a tear I see which, coming? In? <laughs> <laughs> I don't rest rest in peace. Lawrence. I just cried for your right. hair. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I was when three eleven happened. I had yeah, dreadlocks, it, it, and it, I was probably it, wearing it was, cargo shorts. And Carrie, Carrie, how, how has three eleven affected your life? I will have to say uh, none. It has affected my life. <laughs> None. <laughs> Zero. Oh, man. Zero. If your daughter comes home and she's got a 311 CD, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to high five her for knowing really? what okay. it is. And then I'm going to check her head for dreadlocks. And then <laughs> I'm going to smell her breath for pot. Although last night we were at a concert and two guys asked us, hey, ladies, would you guys like to go smoke some weed? And I said, that's my 15 year old daughter. <laughs> and she laughed her head off. So I, I can't envision my particular child coming home with a 311. So but if any other ch children come to me with that, I, I will high five them first and then gently question where they got it. I'll tell you what happened if I came home with 311. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, a it's a good thing that my lady doesn't listen to this podcast because he, hiding under the stairs is an extensive 311 collection. No shit. Uh, it is not in my iTunes collection. Oh no. Because if it were found, this would be the end. <laughs> 
you would be mocked endlessly or she would just leave. She would just say, Kevin, you're a different person. No, no, she'd kick me out. <laughs> no, she, she'd like, like, she's not why, leaving. She's not why, going anywhere. Why would that be the final straw about, <laughs> you know, amongst everything that that lady has to put I've up with? I've often wondered that, but, but, I, but I, I figured... But you think that that's going to be... I think, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, there's hard math involved yeah. in this. I've, done, I've run the figures. Uh, we, we've, you know, run it through the, uh, what is it, the uh, hyper accelerator thing. Uh, you know, even the dog agrees. Yeah. I know, I know. You got to know your boundaries, man. If three eleven's the line, then just don't <laughs> step over it. Just don't keep step it, over. Keep it in that lock so, in that closet. <laughs> so, to all you who are celebrating three eleven today, who may have celebrated or maybe still recovering, we huzzah! Salute you. Yeah, and uh, and salute. Be careful. <laughs> stay That's all stay down, say. down. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a high five for that, man. <laughs> we couldn't work uh, amber. Uh, what is the color of your energy in there? Oh, but, uh, God. You know, but whatever. Uh, so, you know, just wanted to give a shout out to all those people because, uh, you know, they're having probably more fun than us right now. This is true. Doubtful. Is- wrong. <laughs> wrong answer, Eduardo. Damn it. Uh, you guys want to talk about some rock and roll? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Sure. The name of that song is Exit 353. That is the first single of uh, one Damien Gerardo's 12th album. It's fourth with Richard Swift. Visions of Us on the Land. Actually, uh, as of our taping it right now, it just started a first listening on the MP- NPR. Oh, nice. uh, he started uh, working with Swift, like I said, four albums ago. Uh, the first album, St. Bartlett, sort of stood on its own, and it was uh, not... It's Clearly, his voice is undeniable. Uh, it, it's, it, you hear him, it's like, that's Damien Gerardo, but the music itself took a little shift from when he was doing, it was a little lo-fi, more punk in a lot of times. Uh, and then a Maricopa, as I, as I mentioned, that was, we reviewed on our second podcast, uh, started this story. Uh, let me see if I can recount this here. Um, let me, let me find my notes. Um, so basically it, it is the story, uh, of a man who disappears from society. He's had it. Takes nothing with him except a couple hundred dollars and then finds this place called Maricopa, uh, presumably outside Portland, which is where Gerardo is from. Um, and, uh, you know, he, it's, it's a journey of self-discovery. At the end of that, he ends up in a car crash. Jump to the next album, Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun, which when we first reviewed this album, uh, I said this is difficult because Maricopa is... A pleasing album, yes. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. A, it's it's a lot more. Um, it's straightforward. Inviting. Yeah. Um, I use the word accessible too much. Um, to but in that in that case, it kind of is because it, he's got kind of a folk feel, but it's you really feel like he's inviting you to listen to the story and be part of the story and. 
um, you know, really like sink into the album. And it is really just stunning. Yeah. So the, the Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun picks up right where that leaves off. Uh, I can't remember if, if it's one of the silvers. Uh, it, it involves basically a cult. It involves spaceships. Uh, the, the names of the members of the cult are uh, Silver Timothy, Silver Donna, Silver Malcolm, Silver Catherine, and Silver Joy. These are the song titles throughout. Uh, it is a narrative of... Well, he did videos for, I think, most of them. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely <laughs> did. Um, these are... These are uh, characters that sort of guide this guy on this like real spiritual journey. Like he finds this place where, he, and presumably the aliens are Jesus. That is, mm-hmm. you know, it should, should be mentioned. Uh, you know, he is a uh, avowed Christian. He's very open about it. And he puts this in his music. Mm-hmm. He never says like Jesus told me to do this, but it is very, the religious themes are there. I have a little insight after talking to him. Uh, right. You know, he, he's just a spiritual guy. Um, that album was a little bit of a freak out. Ended up where I, we started off where I was like, yeah, we're going to stream it. And by the end of the year, I made my best of. Because I just got into it and it dug into a lot of the psychedelia that him and Richard Swift have been getting into. Um, a couple years go by. He went out on tour by himself, uh, opening for Jason Isbell. Played these songs because he said these songs can't be recreated. That was his thing. Uh, when we talked to him, I you you were actually listening to this interview, and it's been a while yeah. since I listened to. It. I, I believe when we talked to him, he said he was not revisiting this. Right, he said the story was done, and uh-huh. the album was like I lo- I love that bit actually, <clears throat> that it was like his kid, yeah, and that he just couldn't. It was out in the world; it was its own thing, mm-hmm. and he just couldn't be out there doing anything for it. Right. Yeah. So, but like a lot of children, <laughs> like a lot of children, um, <laughs> it, it moved back home. very clearly. Uh, this picks up where that left off, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to start with what I think is the theme of this album, and see, and, and bounce to you guys a little bit. Uh, Visions of Us on the Land is a long album; it's seventeen songs long. It is like sprawling; is putting it mildly. Uh, there are some very adventuresome moments, but. I think from start to finish, it's sort of a harrowing trip. Uh, very, uh, it's plumbing some depths of psychology, of personal psychology that maybe you don't want to go to. <laughs> um, so, and, but most of the seventeen songs are they're not of a length. Like you hear seventeen songs and you think, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they're all like three. But minutes. it's they're they're really mm-hmm. manageable, digestible bites of really difficult stuff to swallow. Yeah, so. How, how did you find this trip, Carrie? Um, I, I, this wasn't really what I was expecting. Yeah. And I don't Much know, like the last album. But I, also, but I don't know why I wasn't expecting it after I listened to mm-hmm. it the second time through. I was like, why, why is this different than what I thought? Um, I think I'm going to, this is going to be one that I like better over the year. But I don't know that I want to listen to it enough to really love it. Because it just feels so distant. And mm-hmm. it's, it's lovely, but it makes me feel really lonely. Um, it's like, I'm a happy person and I don't necessarily want to go down this road with him. Um, I feel like the, the progression of, of music that he's been putting out was, uh, is getting to a point where this album to me seemed like a person just pushing away from the earth and it's so distancing. It's very gauzy the way that they're, that the sounds are so layered through, um, through echoes it's it's really difficult to take in, so you really can't even get into it till the, the second or third listen. It's disorienting. 
It is very disorienting. It's very um, disassociating. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, I mean, it's, and I use that in a psychological term as well, where you just feel like you've dissociated. Yeah, dissociation from, is a real thing. Yeah. 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 It, and it's, it just, it really does feel like somebody who's just kicked away from the earth and floated off. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Eduardo? Um, I, I appreciate all of that insight. I'm sort of the uh, Gerardo uh, dilettante here. Um, just because I think uh, he's using big words. He's, uh, Stop! You're confusing me. I'm sorry. Can you pass me the ayahuasca? I thought, yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. that's that's how you're supposed to listen to the album, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I've I've not. He's not someone whose career I followed particularly closely. I know a lot of people who really like him. Um, I've I've heard his music before. I've just never, you know, really had that spark that you know kind of pushed me over the line. Part of it mm-hmm. was that. Um, you know, like Maricopa came out toward the end of uh, when I was in grad school and working full time. And that's just like you a three or four year. I did not have the dreadlocks. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so so that was just, you know, he sort of he sort of became a prominent uh, figure, I think, uh, during my three or four year black hole of just not being able to follow pop culture. Yeah. That was also before like, you know, uh, like he's someone that I that I would be much more likely to check out now with streaming, for example, you know, I, you know, like, like by the time someone said you should listen to him, there were already like five or six must listen albums that he put out. Um, and well, I frankly and, and just the other, know everything else kind of builds to this yeah. one. So it's yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so I, and I wasn't about to shell out like $120 worth of right. CDs at that, at that point in time, just to be able to catch up to like, it's like if people want to start watching game of Thrones now or something, it just doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's just everyone else is in too deep, but that being said, I, you know, so I've spent way more time with this album than I have with any other of his. I don't, I didn't come to it with a knowledge of the, you know, the trilogy and all right. that backstory and all that. Um, I thought it was a pretty engaging listen. I think it has some really interesting moments. I, I, I the like very explicit, like uh, Doors, Santana, uh, yeah. Carlos Castaneda thing that's sort of going on is... Uh, I, I picked up a lot of Pink Floyd and yeah. Alan Parsons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that in there. There's also a, a weird thing that he does throughout this album is he's referencing his past career. Um, you know, in the, in the song, um, uh, which one is it? Uh, Mellow Blue Polka Dot, which is, look, that's, a, that, that's a hit of acid. Yeah. Can we, are, yeah, right, we agree, right, agree no, on that? Course, like, course, yeah. I don't see any other way to interpret that. Yeah, if it, yeah. Damien, if, if I'm, As you're listening. The, <laughs> because, because, because Paul has said we need to have a lawyer on everyone, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> That's <laughs> only your opinion. That is my opinion. Um, but, you know, Silver <laughs> Timothy being one of the guys who was the leader of the cult on the first one. Um, are you saying Jesus takes acid? Huh? Are you saying that Jesus takes acid? Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, it... it References that song. It says, "Don't touch the ground." It also references uh, later on in this, uh, in the song uh, "AMM," uh, a, a line. The end of that song goes, "Don't go changing." Mm. That's from a song that, from what I can tell, is unreleased, but in a lifetime, that uh, came out about two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. I think he even okay. performed it live. The weird thing about that song is that I instantly recognized it. I recognized that refrain. I'm like, I've heard him do that. Now I've seen him play like five times now so maybe that's it and and this also works into a lot of how he makes music is that he's just like it's coming from wherever and you know this is you know you're you're transmitting some universal thing um but you know on, on other songs as you go down the list there's a real uh menace 
And there's a real touching on themes that he's hit on his whole career. Uh, like, I lost my mind, so I stepped out for a time. I met myself out there saying, go home. Mm-hmm. That's been a focus, not just of this, it's literally this triptych of albums, but of his career. You know, he has documented, uh, I, I don't want to say, like, mental health issues, but I, I don't know what, you know. Li- there have been some difficulties. Yeah, li- life can be difficult sometimes, and, and sometimes it's more difficult for other people. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, he's had difficulties with that and he's documented in song that that's the thing like that. He has documented this and that's been a large, it was a large part of his earlier career, which, um, which I like the, the, in that interview, I don't want to keep making reference to it, right. but, um, but I think right at the top of it, he, he talks about, um, just all the songs that he can't play live anymore. And it's sort of yeah right, and like they're just they're just he's just done with them right. They're a different station. They're not him anymore, and they just you know they he probably needs to keep that at bay right. And playing those songs live is but this it, feels like letting everything it, it, back it, in. When he says I can't play those songs anymore, and I can't, it's not even like I can't perform those songs live anymore. It's like I probably can't even listen to those songs anymore. And it's mm-hmm. a whole different level than when Radiohead says, "Oh, we're never playing yeah. Creep again." Right. No, right. it is. It's it is like uh, because you can tell that he is just basically opening a vein on a lot of these things, yeah. and it's it it makes it hard to talk about you know the sound of the music or what you liked about the layering of the music because this is such it's. Every every person that writes obviously does it from a personal level, but these series of albums and this one in particular, it's just so high prairie, lonesome, out there. Everything mm-hmm. that it just makes you think in black and white and dusty, you know, abysses of nothing that are that are floating around out there. It's um, yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's you, hard you, to listen to. If you had like Ralph Bakshi like, animating every like song of this, like like yeah, heavy metal yeah. style, like, right, right, right. It would be it'd be utterly amazing. And if you've seen the album cover, it's in, it's crazy, and it yeah. sums up <laughs> it sums up the whole. It's surreal. It looks it looks like a bad trip. Uh, which uh, well, I want to bounce back to that. To that <laughs> it, in my notes, I saw, I put like the first time listening to it, I was like, I can't get a feel for if he's trying for High Prairie, New Mexico, or just I'm high. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah, really yeah. just well. Let, so. Let's 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 address that after the song. Mm. I think this entails both, uh, you know, because there is, and I want to do talk about the music in this, uh, just just the music, uh, because there's a lot of groovy shit. To my mind, this is one of the grooviest ones. Uh, this is Lon Bella. This takes place early on in the little cycle. So here you go, uh, Lon Bella off of uh, Visions of Us on the Land. Jesus. And give him my number Suppose I should call back Since I've got no plans I'm alone to stay My buzzing's in the morning While I sit around and wait to die
Uh, Lone Bella off uh, Visions of Us on the Land. That that is, uh, like I said, the, the grooviest thing. You know, he there's which of us has the lowest voice to do the oh yeah. I, I, I probably did. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know that that you know just in the background, and then he hits it with a fucking guitar riff that that says, oh yeah. <laughs> you know it's. Uh, that's masterful songwriting, and that plays into all the stuff that, like, he's him and Richard Swift have been mining. Like, this is old school psychedelia and, because that shit was groovy. Because they they yeah, didn't want to yeah. offend. Like, they did not. He was telling us, and I, I can't speak to this because I never researched it. He was telling us that he was really into like a psychedelic movement. I think in the sixties or seventies in Greece, and you know that's what I imagine this, but. But even at that time, people still wanted to get on charts. But so it wasn't completely like esoteric where you couldn't you couldn't handle it. You know, it was still some weird pop structure. And there's some to this. You know, you you, you threw out Santana. You yeah, know? that was that was my first. Uh, you know, I just heard it and I just thought, wow, this is, you know, this. I, I think I heard them play this live at the Fillmore in 1969. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, I think it sounds a lot like Rodriguez also. Yeah, yeah. It, it does sound yeah. a lot like Rodriguez. Rodriguez. So, you know, they're mining a, uh, a, a American psychedelic or just a psychedelic in general thing that, to my mind, is, you know, he's doing it better than anybody than, say, like Ty Siegel. That's more garage. Oh, but, yeah. But, you know, uh, a lot of people try to get trippy. But even that... The way he's snapping his fingers there, the way that's recorded, a lesser artist would have be like, man, can you put like echo on that and just let it ring out? It, it implies it. He, he's right. hoping, even though this guy is sober, he's hoping, like somebody is hoping when you're listening to this, that if you're in an altered state, this is going, this is going to deeply affect you. Uh, I don't think any of us will ever be in that state again, but. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it makes me smile to think about any times that I have been just like tripping my face off, yeah. and shit like this had had shit like this come along, it, it would have just enhanced that. And in some ways, are you sure about that? Because the because the darkness in it is well, is, there I mean, is a darkness I mean, that'll, that'll take you to some you know, uncomfortable. There's places a line in there that's like straight down a rabbit hole. There's a line in there talking yeah, about like break sit, you. sitting around. <laughs> yes, it will. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I could easily I mean so what I like about this um and and what I like about the fact that it's a guy who's sober doing this is that um there's there's such a druggy vibe and it's not at all like a pretty druggy vibe. Right. Like it's a sort of a like and and you know there is like uh, I don't want to get into like whether it's okay to like glamorize drug use or whatever but like but I think that people who 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 have been exposed to that in their lives in whatever capacity like there is like it's it's never just the good times. It's never just fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, everything that's good is followed by something bad. And uh, and I like that that duality being nicely captured here of not just like, oh, let's do some harmless psychedelia. But like, let's actually talk about like what it might be to like go on a spiritual desert walk and meet yourself and tell yourself to go home. Right. right. And sit around and wait <laughs> yeah. to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it's also the weird part of the trip, uh, you know, and. And, and right now I'm speaking of the whole album as a trip. I mean, it's a cycle. It ends on, uh, uh, I think Queen Anne would yeah. have been like a good epilogue, but then yeah, it goes on a, a little, song. it goes on a little more, uh, orphans in the Kiwi and Cola, which is like Arkansas off of uh, St. Bartlett. That's second track. It's beautiful. Okay. If you haven't, uh, somewhere on the site, we have a live recording of that song up and the whole audience sings along 
with him, and oh, wow. it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's again a self-referential thing on this album, but you know this is uh, this comes see one two three four. This is a fourth song. Where you know, uh, Kachina is that, is that what it yeah, is? I have no idea how to say that. Right, that's that's right where it starts to really kick in, but this is the point where he's you're like I'm a badass. Like it's you you're you're in control, man. You got it, and you feel good. This is right. Yeah, before, right <laughs> this is before, before before the other stuff. You know. <laughs> And our it, hour four of the trip. Yeah, and it never <laughs> passed this you're, point. You're in an infinity pool, but you're still above the cusp, yeah, and right. you're not quite sure when you're gonna. You know, but go it never it never passed this point. Uh, dives musically at least too much into despair. I mean, there's some lyric despair there, but you know, but then you get to like Tacoma and like shit's just going crazy. You didn't like Walrus, but I that's that to me was. I, I was coming down off of listening to it, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, like, it how kicked. long did you spend listening to this yesterday? So, no, Fess I, up. I, I listened to his whole catalog straight through, or no, I listened from Saint Bartlett straight through. So about like five hours, you know. And, and so I hit, you, and I you hit. You had the, the drop version of three eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was doing. Uh, but it was just by, I was just doing by yourself spots. and not in a, an arena full of other people. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> just, you, just you, you hit that, and it's it's a little more clear. Like he keeps repeating, like I have to go back to the city on that one. But it is the more out there song, and a violent out there. It's it's yeah. not a happy happy place. To be in again if you're altered. Well, yeah, and, and I didn't know all this, all the backstory when I was listening to the album. So I'll, I'll, I'll revisit that song. I'll, I'll revisit my simple no that, uh, that I wrote. Well, that's not an actual backstory. What I was saying, like, that, that, I, that's <laughs> your just, super like, succinct well, review. That, that's, that, that's my <laughs> no. interpretation of it. That, 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 you know, you're, you're riding the snake, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was that too much? Oh, the lizard king <laughs> will devour us all. Um, what? So this, this, um, you know, I don't, I, even if he says that he's done telling the story, like, right. obviously we can't, can't believe him. Right. And it's, it's possible that he doesn't know. And so do you, as guys, as people who know him better than I do, do you think that he's really trying to construct like this durable alternate alter ego that he can use to explore? I don't don't know. That's it's a it's a weird touchy subject because you know a lot of this is like Carrie said it's like opening a vein. Yeah, I don't think he's ever shied away from being a a personal writer. Yeah, I I, I don't don't think this is an alter ego. I think this is just this is how I feel right now, and I'm going to write this right now. But it's a filter through which he can deal with some things and say that it's about something that it's not directly about him. Right, Right. it's a journey about a a guy. Right, it's a sci-fi story about this. You know, this yeah, God. This guy's name is Ramian, and he (laughs) (laughs) right. Oh man, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's weird because if it is, I mean, if you were to take this album literally as a one-to-one comparison to the songwriter one might worry it is just it's so beautifully done it's beautifully done but it's devastating and it there's as much it's in a way kind of hopeless 
Well, it's like a, an amazing book that you want to have on your well, shelf. That's what I actually yeah, want. Right. And you don't know if you want to read it again. You like read my mind. So, so <laughs> I here, know, man. So here, but but here in, in thinking about this album, because again, this is this is a this is, should have been a double album. I know three minute songs, but maybe it is a double album. Uh, at this point, I think what he's doing, yes, it's music, but it's also literature. And I think he's crafted this weird, you know, the way Burroughs used to craft right. uh, a, a weird universe, even though most of his stuff, except like a ticket that exploded Nova Express wasn't connected. Uh, it was. It was all a Burroughs sensibility. Uh, you could say the same thing for, fuck, who, who, who's a modern filmmaker who's doing something like that. Uh, or like, like Black like, Black Mirror, or like Gondry, Black Mirror, or... Black Mirror. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Charlie yeah, Brooker, that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who who is doing this thing where he's saying what he needs to say? All these things are seemingly unconnected, but somewhere, like right at the base, yeah, there's there's a grain, there, there's a grain yeah, that yeah. is connecting all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and to my mind, that almost never happens in music. And so, you know, right. Now I'm viewing his catalog, uh, at least from St. Bartlow on, as a work of literature. And that makes it more fascinating and more intriguing and make me want to – like I hadn't listened to Maricopa for a long time. And I went back – when I was listening to it, I was like, God. It's so good. Not only do I love this album, <laughs> so this now contextualized down the road with that, it's so – like it hmm. – all of it intertwines and it's – uh yeah, it's fascinating. It's 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 funny you you say that because I think my reaction to spending all this time with his music was that I probably will end up buying an album of his. I don't know if this will be the one. Right. <laughs> right. So um yeah, which is different than how we this is different than how we came down on Jason Isbell. Mm. You know, we weren't we didn't we weren't unkind to his last album, but we basically were like well, at this point, what the guy's doing is is good. It's good that people are out out there. Like at this point, I think what he's doing is actually weirdly important. I I don't I don't think we can grasp the significance of this body of work yet. And I and if this is the end of it, like I, I hope it's not. This I mean, Carrie, you and I were talking. This sort of feels like a final album. And maybe uh, that he wants to go write books. I mean, yeah, that's you know. You know, if he ended his career now on this, it'd be like there's a lot of harkbacks and a lot of a lot of, you know, again, callbacks to to other things and like tying things up together. Not in a tidy bow, but definitely. Uh, yeah. Does feel like things are wrapping up and it may just be that he's done with this story and is going to start on a different path. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, we'll start with the noob. Eduardo, what are you, what are you going to do here? Uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna continue streaming this album. I now I I click the follow button on Spotify. So I'm I'm but but you know this was I I'd always been. Uh, What's Gus's opinion? <laughs> Gus is awfully chatty over there. I would like there. snacks. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean I, I think it's that's that's not at all a diss. It's just like I had I hadn't bought a Gerardo a Gerardo album before today. Um. I. I had always kind of put off getting to know him in his catalog, and this was my excuse to do that. Um, and I like what I hear, but I just don't. I don't feel qualified to like pass judgment on right anything else. No, that's so, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Carrie, 
Um, I will say that the first uh, Dorado album that I owned was I Break Chairs. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is a good, I like that album. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. It, and so <laughs> on this one, I'm, I'm going to have to stream it until I figure out what to do with it. Okay. Um, That's not, how I came out on Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't. In the you know the week and a half that I've been listening to this, I still can't figure out what to do with it. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna buy it stream because because I, because I learned from my mistakes last time. Uh, <laughs> right. not, only, not only that, because you're no longer commitment phobic. <laughs> yeah. And you know I'm on drugs now. <laughs> uh, I mean I am, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, no, I the cat's making you do it. Yeah, I I I feel this. Uh, I feel the pulse of, of this and, and what he's doing. I can't I can't look at it from song to song. I have to sit down and listen to it. And I can't remember the last time somebody made a record like that. Uh, at least in recent memory. So yeah, yeah, it's a full buy for me. So uh, there you go, Damien Gerardo, Visions of Us on the Land. Damien Gerardo's uh, Visions of Us on the Land. Uh, you know, if you like our discussion right here, you can go rate us on iTunes. You, you can subscribe to it. How, how do you do that, Eduardo? You just go click? Is that it? You, you, you open up your podcast app. You Ooh. search for Chunky Glasses. Yes. No don't, space. Don't, no chunk, space. Don't, yeah. don't search for Chunky Asses. That comes yeah. up something completely different and trashes different your podcast. phone. <laughs> different podcast. Different podcast. Video podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll crush your phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Learn learn from Carrie's mistakes. Yes. <laughs> Don't do what Carrie did. Don't do it. Search do. for chunky glasses. No space. <laughs> and uh, hit that subscribe button. Yeah. And then give us a star or yeah. five. Rate us. You know, I like the five star ones. Um <laughs> at the end of every episode. Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the end of every episode, uh, we like to feature a track uh from something we have been digging. This one I don't we're we're doing it because I don't know if we're going to have time to get into this artist uh, yet. This sort of like popped up on radar. I've been a fan of hers. I'm talking about Skylar Goodaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw her first at the Big Star Orchestra, uh, <laughs> which was amazing. Were you at that show? No. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It was yeah. fucking. And they're, they're touring it. And what they're playing, they're playing Big Star's third. And it's got like her. It's got uh, Jody, the original drummer from Big Star. It's got Pat from Wilco. It's got Mike Mills from REM. Right, right. And, and somehow her and this guy, other guy down in uh, North Carolina, Brett Harris, got involved in this. Uh, has a just a sterling voice. And um, she has a new album out, Oleander. It came out in January. Uh, so I discovered this a week and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> because her PR didn't send us an email. Otherwise, we would have talked about it. Skylar Goodass's PR. Back when we were looking for albums to cover. Yes. 
Uh, but anyway, we know we know about it now. Uh, the album is Oleander. The title or first track of this is uh, "Kick Out the Chair," and this is uh, would you say Joni Mitchell esque? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This, is a, this is a great song. So here you go, uh, Skyler Goodaz, "Kick Out the Chair" off of Oleander. Skyler Goodass, kick out the chair. Uh, that is that is so. It's it's nice. That is some good ass music. 
Oh, no, man. am I fired? Am I fired now? <laughs> she's gonna fire you. That I, is so. She's I'm coming. Sorry. She's Form coming. To D- she's coming to DC tomorrow. This won't come out till Monday. <sighs> but when she gets a time machine, she's gonna come back and kick your ass. I'm, I'm sorry. That, Ms. That's gonna be the best Ms. use of a time Ms. machine too. <laughs> just to come back and kick your ass. She's gonna walk out of this closet here and like, holy shit, it's Skylar Goodass. <laughs> Skylar, are you back to like make a lot of money on the stock market or predict who's gonna win the election? No, I am here for you, Eduardo. <laughs> and no, and no, no. No one you would challenge her. We don't be like yeah, that's that's the right call. Yeah, <laughs> that's the right call. You yep. should be here to beat my ass. I'm I'm sorry, Ms. Goodass. If you're Had one thing. use and used it correctly. <laughs> um, yeah. So so check out Oleander. Uh, I've been finding a lot, a lot of joy in it. It's a nice nice little record. It it really is. Yeah. It's 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 well well worth your time. Yeah. So uh, that's our podcast for this week. Thank you guys for coming down. Uh, I think we got some stuff. We got stuff coming up in the next few weeks. I don't know. <laughs> we, got, we'll keep, we got stuff. S- subscribe I like to you on drugs. Yeah. You're like so peppy. Carrie, <laughs> uh, hopefully you'll be back soon. Pretty sure you will be. <laughs> um, and, uh, Depends until, on who's coming over. Yeah, and, and, until then, uh, you know, get out and see some live music. Uh, be good to your ears. Be better to your people. And we will talk to you later. <laughs> 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 Kenobi!